the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, everybody, welcome to April and welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. And as always, this podcast is presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth and Frankly, Morgan Stanley can inform you, too, about uh, your wealth. But learn more by visiting morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. Think they've reached out to Zion yet? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) They should. They should. He's he's officially a professional now, right? Right. Did he sign a sneaker contract already? I would imagine, right? Uh, Right. It's got to be done. On the way out the door. Is it with Nike? They blew blew out a shoe. Oh, yeah, but it's probably it. Of course it is. I was going to say, they're paying paying a surcharge to get him, although probably privately they're like, we've never gotten this much attention and publicity for our sneakers, good or bad, than ever before. Well, whoever has him uh, has a potential dunk champion on their hands. For one year, right? Yes. He'll do it one year, one and done. Is well, he actually, one and done on that too? No, actually, the, the NBA. If I, 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 you know, I didn't read the story in depth. How 2019 of me? Um, yeah, <laughs> they're going to incentivize. I saw this, right? A million dollars to the winners, right? So to, to try free, to get better guys. In yeah, there. to try to yeah. get better guys in the dunk contest, right? Yeah. I mean, because you know, when we were young. You know, everybody, Michael, right? Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, one of the greatest yeah. dunk contests ever. Oh yeah, you had. Um, uh, who was that? Wilkins uh, yeah. was in it. Dominique Dominique's, was awesome. Dominique's brothers w- was awesome in Phenomenal. there. Phenomenal. Right. Spud Webb, uh, Orlando Spud. Woolridge yeah. was fantastic. The big O, Orlando Woolridge. And there I'm selling somebody, Sean Kemp, right? The stars did it, yeah. and they did unbelievable right. dunks. You know what? I'm I'm sort of an anomaly in this, not to get off track, man, which we are. Well, but we, we are. are already but, there. But I don't even need the superstars. Like, I, so I love some of these freak athletes who I don't even know showing up and like, you know what I mean? They... They've got. They've been practicing this for like six years. You know sure. what I mean? Because they know they can do this. I don't need LeBron James to, to make that exciting. I need like that Aaron Gordon, the Zach Levine. Th- those guys. Those are fun. But you need the stars like Wait. anything else. But, but, I'll relate it to golf. So everybody Saturday yes, was yes. hoping Tiger Woods was going to make it to Sunday. Yeah. All right, and he misses a five footer, and uh, Beerguard makes it. Yeah. Great golfer. Wait, who? Yeah, beer garden exactly, exactly. he yeah, went to the Tiger beer garden was what and, and listen uh cooch and kisner yeah. make the final um nobody watches well not well i golf hardcore golfers do but if tiger woods is in that yeah. final everybody watches yeah. same right. thing with the final four right so there's the, a difference the last off, duke, here, duke right? makes it yeah. yes yeah last off the topic thought there I, I think it's really interesting that there's a significant debate about how good Zion Williamson's going to be in the NBA. Not for me. Um, oh, I think he's going to be not for good. me. Well, <laughs> but but because he doesn't necessarily play the kind of game sure. that the NBA has become, I think is a rather interesting topic of discussion over the next couple of months heading into the draft. Zion Williamson is going to shed about 15 pounds, 20 pounds, working out to get his body in NBA shape. I agree. Remember, he missed some significant time with an injury, and Coach K even said he's not really in – Full game shape. He's two hundred and eighty five yeah, pounds and he six foot well. seven. Yeah. He's a he's Julius Peppers. Yeah. Right? He, Remember when he played for North Carolina? If he's smart. He calls LeBron and finds out that whole nutrition, yeah. That chamber he built in his house. He spent like a million and a half dollars a year basically to to loan these things out. He's got a whole like spa built into the right. back of his house and it's all of his training all year round. So if that that's what he does immediately, right? Zion is going to get weight. himself in better shape, yeah. uh, weight wise. My only concern with him is he starts, he hits the league and starts dumping threes all night. 
You know what I mean? Because it's physical. He doesn't want to get hurt. I, I oh, I think it. he. I, well, I, I think he'd rather play the physical game. My concern is he goes to the Knicks and we never hear from him again. <laughs> you know, I want. I wanted to have a whole show on that because I, I was thinking about it. We all want that to happen, right? But from a financial standpoint, do they even need to win if he's there? Like, doesn't him just being there raise the value of that franchise? I know they're it's already ridiculously raised for right. the high, zero the production league. whatsoever. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. doesn't it raise it another half a billion? Just Probably for, by him showing walking through the sure. door. Here, you know, here's the the question about uh, many say Barrett will be the better NBA player. That mm-hmm. is the question. Some people right? think the, the Moran kid from Murray State's going to be it should yeah. be the first pick. Yeah, He's but how, amazing too. Yes. How do you value the rest of those Duke players now? Who could do nothing around Zion Williamson the whole right. the whole tournament? Particularly the lack of outside shooting. They're supposed to be the, shooting. They're supposed to be like the number three, number four picks. Right. <laughs> I, I like the Moran kid. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he can slash to the basket um, better. But uh, Zion, I, I you know, you, some of those passes he makes off That's the dribble. I mean. I mean, I think you're going to see his skills uh, just elevate. It reminds sure. me of LeBron. Game. Yes. He reminds you a lot. He's at an incredible starting point to get better full-time, yeah. dedicated NBA training, whatever. Is, and you're right, Mike. He, he, his game is as similar to LeBron as anybody that I can remember yeah. in the last roughly 10 years with the ability to move and be as as physically dominating at his size. That's LeBron, right? That's yeah. everything about LeBron. LeBron didn't come into the league as a great shooter, and I wouldn't qual- I wouldn't say LeBron's a great shooter now. No, but he's a lot no. better than he he's was. A scorer. He's, yeah, a scorer. he's a scorer. He's a good, special great, passer. Great though. way to say it. Kevin. And if Zion yes. stays on that track, absolutely. He, I mean, he's going to be one. You know, one of a kind. We're going to get to LeBron later, by the way. Okay, yeah. Well, let's uh, <laughs> we'll get to LeBron <laughs> not, later. Not so, not so warm and fuzzy either. That's correct. Uh, let's talk some NFL here because we are in the month of the NFL draft. Yeah. You know, we've gotten through the initial free agency period. That doesn't mean players uh, still aren't signing. Based on still- Mike's list of available free agents, I think we can pretty much put free agency mostly to bed. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of this is just to sort of wrap up with some numbers. I mean, we're not. Well, wait a second. Dominican Sue just tweeted out he's going to uh, MetLife Stadium. Didn't say which team. Right? Oh, you I see, didn't see this. Oh, he drove. He, I saw, there was video of him driving by MetLife Stadium. I saw right. that. You know, <laughs> but for which franchise? Either that, or he's on his way to some club in New York in Lower Manhattan. Well, it, the emojis said, hmm. "See, I thought Chargers for him. That's where I had him pegged. This just seemed right. I mean, that team's right there. They've got to make a couple of moves here. Well, he would make probably more money playing in New York. Oddly True. enough. True. True. <laughs> or New Jersey, because it's a state of New Jersey. Well, anyway. Yeah, the Jets still have plenty to spend, so um, that's where he's going. Yeah, the names uh, don't blow you away. No. Uh, by any means, uh, except for maybe him and what? No, no, no none of them. None, none of them. them. None of them. They're, they're guys that are washed up or underachievers or injured guys. They're, they're, frankly, I love how we just use it. Now, I'm not, I'm not blaming you on this. The term washed up, right? Yeah. Guys have had great careers, but Andy Levitri, ah, he's washed up. Yeah. I know his father-in-law, by He's the way. I'd be pissed I said that, right? 33, 31. <laughs> right. I don't even yeah, know. But, well, yeah, yeah, you know, just guys past their prime. And, and sure. frankly, 28, 29 is getting close to being past your prime these days in the NFL. I mean, so. honestly, there are some defensive names, and I get why they're there, because these guys want $10 million, and right. there's a draft full of kids. I mean, just a, a plethora of defensive players in this draft. So I understand there, but, I mean... You know, Ziggy Ansah, Sue, Wilk, Mo Wilkerson, they're going somewhere. Sure. And those guys, yeah, on one year, on one year deals, yeah. it's seven million or yeah, prob- probably, right? Someone's going to take a chance on Eric Berry. You know, I, there's some names out there on the defensive side of the ball, but I understand not wanting to overprice them right now. So, not even worth really getting too deep down the sure. down the rabbit hole with those guys. It's a it's a bare cupboard in terms of 
what you can go and pick off now, but it's also a good time to sort of stop and, and take a look at the numbers and see what we have because, you know, this is the time of year where I sort of do the assessments on the guarantees because that's all that matters. I mean, right. Cash. You know, I'm going to ring it until you're, you know, until you hate me for it. But, you know, the total value of these contracts just means nothing. And we're starting to see it in baseball, by the way, too, which is what we talked about last week. But uh, it's better. It's the numbers are good before we start getting into, into too much math here. The numbers are good. They're up. They're way up from five years. Um, so there's a good trend in terms of what people are getting guaranteed versus their total contracts. So, you know, just to sort of break it down here. By the end of the day, I've, I've got maybe half a dozen contracts still to break down, just that the league hasn't really provided that information yet. So, you know, that aside, with what I have, we're at about $2.6 of total value. That's exactly where we were last year, by the way. Okay. So, uh, you know, just sort of worked out that so way. Wait, so the cap is up, but spending's not overall. Spending, well, the quality of free agents, too, was down this year. you got to remember we had Kirk Cousins last year. That was a big... That was a big number one to get off the board at $84 million, right? So right. we didn't really have too many of those splash-free agents. Um, and there's a lot more movement elsewhere, which we'll get to as well. But just sort of worked out that the numbers were the same, even though the cap did rise $10 million. And the And the amount guaranteed, fully guaranteed at signing, also pretty much remained the same. By the end of it, when I, when I get these full details in, we're going to be nearing that 43% mark. That's exactly where we were last year. So 43% of the contracts were fully guaranteed at signing. It's not good enough. For me, we should be at 50 easily. So, wait, I'm, I'm, not you, you lost me for a second. Okay. Is that the percentage of total money that's guaranteed yeah. or percent or, or amount of, of contracts that you said are... Each, and this is just free agent. The, free the, agent the average signings. free agent contract signed in 2019, 43% of it was fully guaranteed. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So if it's right. so, 10 million, four of it was guaranteed. Gotcha. Okay, um, okay I'm, that, that, that makes it much clearer, yes. Yeah. Um, it should be you're saying it I might, should be fifty fifty. Don't you think? I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the number we should be at at this point? I mean, if it's a four year contract, everybody well, should have two years guaranteed. If right? I'm a, if I'm a, <laughs> if I'm a player, I'd I'd want sixty percent guaranteed, right? Of course, but but yeah. But my point of here is, three four years ago, we were at thirty four percent. Sure, thirty one percent two years. I mean, it's it's way up. There's, well, there's so, so it's getting there. It, it'll been get to fifty. We're yeah. just it's too big a jump. Right now is yeah. what you're saying. But, but actually, um, you know, I'm no economist. I should call Morgan Stanley or Robert Rayola here. Yeah. Um, it's really a rate of inflation, isn't it? Well, actually, it dipped in 2016. No, because we're, we're speaking in percentages. I know. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying like sometimes you get a, a cost of living 3%, increase of 3%. Generally, inflation is 3%. Right? 3%. Yeah. So that's yeah, kind ex- of where we've gone, isn't it? Except the middle class is gone. Right, like people people tell me to just in- like America. People tell me to adjust for inflation all the time, and I say I can't do that because you're losing. I mean, sure. The, with the veteran minimum salary, which just to explain how this works because it's important. There, basically, if you've got over four years of, if you're a veteran, right? If you're a veteran in the league, and somebody wants to sign you on a one year deal, but they don't they don't really trust you long term. You're all that Jordan stuff. Mills uh, sure. on this list, sure. offensive tackle. You're let's a veteran say, in the league. Okay. Let's say you're an eight year vet, right? You're way up there. You can sign for like a nine hundred thousand dollar contract, which gives you like a ninety thousand dollar signing bonus, right? It's all minimum stuff. You're guaranteed like less than a hundred grand. You're gonna make a base salary of less than a million dollars, but your cap only counts like seven hundred thousand dollars. Right, I that's mean that's nothing. how it works. That's nothing, right? So there, this yes. benefit exists inside the CBA for teams to be, to do just this: sign these guys they don't really trust, they don't really want to pay a ton of money to, and they get a cap credit of like thirty three percent just for doing. And this, this was designed because that at one point well, that class was basically being not ignored, getting jobs, right? not getting jobs. So but, it was a way to guarantee to get older players in where teams didn't have to necessarily pay them based on all their service and time and things like that. And, and that's fine, but. 
I think we've gone past the point of, of usage with that as well. Similar to how the rookie wage scale has just commandeered the team building process, right? I mean, that's just what people are doing, and we'll get to that as well. But that the middle class, right? The guys who should be making three to five million, they're not. Right. Right. Either they're not getting you're either signed. Making ten or you're making one. That's right. That's exactly right. So and 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 it's all because of the CBA structure right now. There's there's a lot of things that I think are gonna be up for discussion in the next couple of years, starting maybe in two, three months here, based on what we've talked about here with how these things are sort of being abused. And rightfully so. Look at you can hate the franchise tag, but it's in the CBA, so teams are going to use it, right? And you know, players should just keep signing it until it's, until they get rid of it. These kind of things exist, and teams are not doing anything wrong by using it. I just think it's a bad way to run business. I just think you know, telling a guy that he's worth less than a million dollars just because you get a thirty three percent cap credit that stinks financially. That stinks. Look at these teams. We've still got teams with sixty million in cap space. Right. There's just, there's no cap they benefits don't need anymore. The no teams need cap benefits anymore except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Somehow, how the <laughs> heck do they have the least amount of cap space but, in the league? But it's not about the cap. It's not about the cap credits. About paying guys less. It is. But but that my, was my when every is, team was within two million dollars of the cap. Right, my That's point what is, why do we even for? need the credit? Is my point. <laughs> well, you don't. No, it, you don't need. But listen, if I own a business, right, and let's just say I own a shop. And hey, you know what? I need to bring in an experienced uh, guy to, um, you know, run the back end here. Yeah. I can pay this guy less because of the union contract says I can, and I get a cap credit for doing so. By the way, I got to bring, bring something back. Why up. wouldn't I pay the guy if if if? Oh, why yeah. would I pay the guy more? The than teams I have are doing to? nothing wrong, Kevin. They're yes. doing nothing wrong. Correct. I'm just I'm griping about the league here. No, I, I would say yes. It stinks <laughs> for the players, yeah. given what they're doing to their bodies and what they've done to build up the team and the game and all the revenues. That's yes. the system that's been negotiated. For sure. It's about the CBA. By, by the association. We're going to start hearing a lot about that in the next two months and then for maybe a year and a half straight because all these things, they're, they're, they're finicky, you know? The teams have way too much leverage, and it's because of these little things like this that I think can just get thrown out the door. Easier said than done. Sure. You said something last year. I, I wonder Uh-oh. if you even remember this. No, no, Probably it's good. Probably not. I think you said it about- Was I drunk? No. All right. I, I Kevin actually was... said something so important that you remembered it a year say, later? You, the, the, impo- the amazing thing is that I remembered it, right? No. <laughs> I think it was baseball. It might have been baseball. Okay. Do you remember saying something about a legend benefit? No? Uh, yes, I did. About how if somebody stays with a certain team for a number of years. That's correct, that's yes. It's kind of like a franchise benefit, right? Correct. If you, if, you, if you agree to stay for a certain amount of years, then you should get some sort of benefit. That's correct. And I think this should exist in all the sports, especially basketball, right? Sure. If Steph Curry decides to stay with the Warriors, even if he's making $45 million a year, they shouldn't have to. They sh- there shouldn't, shouldn't be a forty cap, million dollar right. cap. You yes. know what I mean? Like, but don't be- they already have that no. with the with the the, the yeah. ability to pay your own player more than than the market? Rate? Yeah, but, but that's but even more detrimental. Luxury <laughs> tax. No, the, yeah, and no, I do remember saying this because just from you know when we grew up watching baseball, you knew who, unless there was a trade. Yeah, Chipper Jones. I think we were talking about right. Right. I mean, you knew your you, you wanted your team to keep your players. Yeah. Right. You wanted Robin Yount to be a Brewer forever, and he was. Right, and it was great. And did it make sense at the time? No, but if you stay, right, you you can pay this guy whatever you want to pay him because he sells jerseys. The fans love him. The city loves him. Yeah, he's part of the fabric of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yes, to me that makes sense. I mean, right now teams are doing it in baseball with deferred money. That is the right. benefit. Yes, but you know, and you're all going to make your money at the end of the day. My point is just build it into a CBA. Like if sure. there's a if there's a maximum level, like in basketball, there are max contracts, right? So if you've got a guy on a max contract and he's over six years in tenure with your team, there should be some sort of cap credit for that. You should be rewarded 
for keeping this player on your team because you're paying him a ton of money if he's there on a max contract. Sure. It's, it's a huge cash flow. So I, I just think all these sports could benefit, especially football, especially football. Well, and, I, and I think it means something to the fans too Yeah, uh, to, to have a player my point stay is, around. My sure. point is there's a cap benefit in football for the minimum contract. That's completely backwards to me. <laughs> you, you should be benefited for paying this guy a ton of money to stick around on your team. That it's, it's completely, it should be completely flipped, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I you make a, a fantastic point with that. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it, the only it makes sense to the owners because they can pay a guy less and right. bring in someone with experience, guy who's great in the locker room, but can go in there and play a little bit for you, and you could pay him a whole lot less than um, he is valued at based upon spot But I think numbers. the NFLPA could take the exact opposite stance and walk in and say, no, no, no. You get the cap benefit if you pay us a ton of coin, right? Sure. Like, if you want to keep us here for 10 years and put on, you know, at a, at a certain, whatever restricted, they could build the restrictions in. Like I said, there's a max contract structure in NBA. That could happen in football. And if they hit this max contract, you know, structure, there's there's salary cap benefits to that. I, I just think that is the better way to go if I'm the players. That's a little bit of leverage for the players. Is that is that a uh, – well, see, the interesting thing with football is it's a little different um, in players' ability, right, and where sure. it goes. But would that have kept Thurman Thomas a Buffalo Bill yeah. for the final year of his career, right? Yeah, prob- probably. Probably. Right. You know, the, 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 part of, the other part of the problem that makes football somewhat different is there's so much turnover in the coaching staffs, which then result in turnovers on the roster. Uh, you know, there's positional. There, there, there's, you know, it, it, it's a great idea. I, I just would be curious to see where you would go with it because it tends to be a sport where there's more churn of the roster. Uh, than any other, right? You know, I, I think of uh, in hockey, Shane Doan in hockey mm-hmm. when you know, you know, he didn't want to go anywhere else, mm-hmm. turned down trades yeah. to go elsewhere. Joe Montana is right? one of the all-time great examples of that. Well, but he went to the Chiefs. He let him, well, he how's did. he? He what? went to the Chiefs. He did. Yeah, well, and that was and partly because they had another Hall of Famer behind him. But He went to the but, AFC Championship. But to think that Joe Montana had to leave to go play somewhere else, I think still but, you know, but think about burns the, people. Think about the quarterback position specifically, because that's kind of where my head was with this as well. Isn't it? That, I mean, that's the only position that matters, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> think about if you're the Packers, and you just did that deal with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And you know maybe, maybe in three years he's toast. I mean, he may be toast now, based on what we saw last year. We'll have to right. see. But if this benefit existed, because that would be the contract that would qualify, right? That would be it. That third contract where he's staying on the team, it's max money. You had to you had to go max on pretty much every, every level. That's where this benefit could could not only could do two things, right? It it would allow them to have cap space for if they need to fill holes the rest of the team, fine. But it could also be cap space to draft and afford a high quarterback to replace him. So you could build it in that there's just cap, more cap space available to be able to keep yourself rolling. And that's the whole point of a franchise, right? I, yes. I, I agree with you, Paul. It, it is a rip up and start over the league now. E- everyone's doing that, you know, because that's just how you and do that's it. Partly you because the, and then you rip it And down. it's partly because the younger players are more cost conscious, which back to your original point, why this is – this is an arcane rule because it was designed in a day when every team was within two or three million of the cap yeah. and couldn't afford to sign guys. Now, because everybody has gotten so much younger with their rosters, like you said, the available cap space is 50, 60, 40, 30 million dollars on average, right. which teams will never fill. They'll just roll it into the next year and give themselves more the following year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we'll see what happens. 
We'll see. I mean, if Patrick- somewhere along the line, to see the, the players' association has to go look at all this unspent cap money. What's the point of what we're doing if there's all this unspent? The goal of the union should be every team spends within five million of the cap, right? Isn't that how you benefit your union members the most? Well, there's probably two things to bring to the table next year, right? It's do we stop the rollover? I would think there to talk about that, or do or is that the option? That there has to be a cap spending minimum, right? Well, there is that's now. Closer. But it's just that's not closer. High that's closer yeah. to the threshold. Um, because I, I, I don't think team. I don't think the NFLPA wants team teams to have less cap space, right? I would agree. Yes. I mean they they want the they want to be they want agents to be able to walk in the room and be like, we know you have thirty five million. Yeah, but what's the point <laughs> if nobody's spending all of it? Just, just but no, but just look at the NHL as an example. Every year, the they, NBA is it, just as bad. I don't know if they have the escalator in the NBA, CBA, but mm. the NHL does. Yep. Every year, yes, put the escalator up at 5%. Like, yep. okay. Right. And even though the players pay into it in escrow, they just want the cap to go up so they can negotiate bigger contracts. Sure. Right. And But, yeah, percentage the, the NHL of the makes their money elsewhere. Right? As Mike yes. has taught us, a lot of these negotiations are percentage of the cap, yeah. which allows the agents to up the numbers. But, again, to my point, if teams aren't spending it, then as a union you're failing – in that there's all this pool of unspent money and you've got guys on the street now who are going to be looking at a million dollars a year. Well, that that doesn't that's not benefiting your membership the right way. It's not as long as the cash is okay. Right? I and guess. I bet it is. I bet I the guess. cash flow I haven't got done the numbers be. on that yet, but I bet the cash flow is high. Listen, it still beats digging ditches. No question. <laughs> no question. No offense to the, no, the ditch yeah. diggers out there. Yes. That's the old cat here. The world needs ditch diggers too, Billy. Right. Um, now they absolutely do. All right. Who are the top guaranteed spenders? Right. So we've got this football. guaranteed money being thrown around. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a couple surprises on this top five. There's one, one that really surprises me. Yes. No surprise that the Jets lead because nope. they, uh, the top leading getter, uh, guaranteed getter is an inside linebacker, CJ Mosley, right? We've talked yeah. about him in length on this So they're podcast. paying out $128 million in guaranteed money. Uh, ver- versus 256 of total value. Right. Yeah, so they're your leaders right there. Uh, Raiders are next. You know? Really? Yeah. But I'm not surprised by that. They, they, they've gutted that roster pretty good, and they made some aggressive moves to go bring some high-priced guys in. I, I'll tell you why I'm surprised. They let the they, they traded the the best defensive player in the NFL last year yep. because they didn't have the cash to pay him. Look, there's a lot being said about that. Yeah, lots come out this how, week. Because if you're broke in July and you're fine in December, right? <laughs> That's essentially what happened here. They they went from p- penny pension Oakland Raiders to oh no no we're, we're we're spending on everybody and they spent on everybody right everybody. So so what happened? I don't know what happened. Closer to Vegas is what happened. Do you happened. think? Do you think? Things got more secure with Vegas. I believe so. Yeah, you think there was a time where maybe there was they didn't know where they were playing in 2019, right? I mean, I, all of that existed, right? I, I think they're I, not knowing the financial ram maneuverings of it. Yeah. You know, everything that that we were kind of hearing and being told was when they just didn't have the the money to lay out for max guarantees at the time. Now, was that because Vegas was too far down the road? Uh, was that because the banks wouldn't guarantee the loans at the time because the Vegas thing hadn't been all official that I don't know but you're right how do you go from not literally being so cash strapped that you had no choice but to trade Khalil Mack for no other reason other than the financials not the performance part of it and then now you come around now and you're kind of throwing wild money at at guys shows me that the value in maintaining ownership is worth more 
than maintaining a short-term player. When you think about overall length of it, because I'm sure there were, I'm sure there were offers. Hey, all right, I'll fund this, but I want five percent of the team, ten percent of the yeah, team, probably right. Pure, probably. not worth, not worth it in the long run. I mean, look. I don't want to crap on him too much. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on him. You, by the way, either. I'm just trying to look at it from a no, business no, perspective. It's, I'm confused too. I yes. think we're both. We're all just sort of confused. But but let let, let me put some numbers to it. Do you know how much Khalil Mack got guaranteed at signing? Was it sixty 80, million? Right? Sixty. It was 60 just, I thought it was closer to eighty. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of money to put in escrow right. tomorrow. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. oh, like we're gonna do this today, and that, that has to happen tomorrow. Like I I got to be good for that money tomorrow. I by that, the that, that's right. tough. By that's the way, tough. I want to find we we need to get someone from Morgan Stanley or somebody to tell me how that actually works. I want to know too. I right? mean the, I the dynamics know, I of it. it a lot more. Do you have to wire that money well, well, immediately? Well, uh, yes, because it's not. Well, listen, think about it. You're, it's not the the FDIC, right? Because let's just think of our mentality here. All right, we're we're middle class people. Um, I speak for, for now. yourself, okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, you just had another kid. You're definitely I'm, middle class. I'm broke. <laughs> no kidding. Taking donations. Let me tell you, they get older and it gets more expensive. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, um, you know, we think of okay, the bank will insure my deposits up to a quarter of a million bucks. You got sixty million. 60. Now you got to pay taxes on some of that. Is that clear by Friday? You know, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. But where do you park it? Where do you put it so you you know it's well, there not at has risk. to be there has to be dynamics set up for because every NFL team is doing this every big business yeah. does this to some degree so there has to be things that go beyond yeah. what the norms are or banks that deal with this specifically that's why we like need Morgan to get, Stanley that's why we need to get somebody to figure that out well, they probably put it in Al Capone's vault they probably <laughs> right they finally put something Geraldo Rivera said I know where to put something. <laughs> I Somebody hits a button and hits enter on a computer. You know how all so, that works now. Let me just That's look. what would scare me about it. I know, frankly. but let me wrap this up with Raiders. There's a, there's a guy who sent Google bills and they paid it. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I, this I, mean, story, caught, I don't know this story. I didn't hear this story. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's for that's, that's for a good one. Time. Another yeah, show. That's but the I'm pop saying, culture segment of this. Yeah. That that's what that's what concerns me about just oh, we got a guy on a computer. Yeah, it's there. Don't right. worry about it. Crazy. Anyhow. Go ahead. Let, let me throw this at you because the, the rumors are out there, right? That they might be in the market for Kyler Murray or, or, or Dwayne Haskins, right? Yep. And they've got they just locked in another nineteen, almost twenty million of guarantees for Derek Carr this year. So let's put twenty million now for Derek Carr. If they take a quarterback at number four, that's thirty one million more, fully guaranteed. That's fifty one million to your quarterbacks this year. The one fully spot. guaranteed. Wow. So if they could do that, they couldn't do Mac. Wouldn't you rather do Mac? Sure, you would. And now, now again, I yes, saw the, I, I saw the quotes yes, from John Gruden maker. where he claimed that they just weren't comfortable in locking up what it would have been forty plus percent of their cap in in Car and Mac, which I think is ridiculous. But I'm Those just the telling only two you positions what he that matter. said. I'm just telling you what right. he said, and he's like, we wouldn't have been able to go sign all these guys if we'd have done that. Yeah, but you got to be smart. We've been banging the head that Derek Carr can be cut at any point in time now. They could have cut him before March 15th. They can cut him next year easily. Then, then maybe that was like, Cruz's mistake in not yeah, cutting it. You, you got to know this stuff better because if that's the stuff you're saying to the public, we all know that's not true. Right. We all know it. it it's a head scratcher. Um, I want to get to most guaranteed positions, then tell you about something very cool. All right, well, real quick, the one team on Mike's list of top guaranteed spenders that surprised me was Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, That was the one because I, I, I believe they were pretty tight to the cap, and they're coming off a Super Bowl two years ago. You just you didn't – all those other teams are teams that had either had a lot of cap space or needed a lot of turnover. Philadelphia surprised me. Mike, yeah, explain real so quick. So they didn't spend 
all the dollars that these these other franchises right in fact amongst the top five here they're the lowest by far here by about six million they're the lowest total spenders they just had more impactful contracts okay howie rosen's just doing it right yeah he knows when to trade people i mean he's been a master of the trade over the past five years and then some and look at he just knows i I can go shorter contracts for a little little less total value and i'll just you know add in a half a year to guarantee more than other teams will and that'll get the guy here keep the guy here that's just the way to do it. That's what I mean. Like, it's a no-brainer to be at fifty percent right now with these guarantees because this, the the way you can structure cap, it's it's funny money. You can move it all over if you need to. At any year, any given month of any given year, you can move. Like the Patriots just restructured Michael Bennett. You know, this morning. They're, of course, you know, there's always there's always room in the ban- money in the banana stand, right? Arrested <laughs> development. There's always money somewhere. That's what cap is, right? Like we we can just go live our lives, and then when we need to move cap around, we do it. That's the philosophy of these good teams. Now. now Philadelphia did some really smart things. I'm, I want to have a little preview show, you know, leading up to the season about them specifically because, uh, boy, like I said, the trades were smart. They're they're still they're still reaping the benefits of trades from two years ago. And, I mean, they they just sort of saw this window coming. They knew what they were in, and we're going to get to a team who I think is right there. Right? Okay. I think I think I think they're right there. They've been making these kind of intelligent moves over the past three years, and the numbers sort of bear them out to be the next big and version of this. They're not normally Eagles. a team that's associated with the phrase intelligent moves. <laughs> All right, let's hold that here, and let me tell you about a new show partner here at the Spot Track Podcast. It's Dynasty Owner. Cool site. Yeah, all these things that we're talking about, you can actually do this. Dynasty owners, the first Dynasty salary cap fantasy sports game that not only plays the game week to week, but uses actual contracts and salaries, giving you the roster power of both coach and general manager. wonder where they get those from. <laughs> all right, you don't just trade players for players. With Dynasty owner, you can acquire draft picks or Dynasty dollars, our virtual currency used to play the game. Rack up Dynasty dollars each week, whether you win or lose your matchup, and use them to build a Dynasty long-term, year-to-year. So, you know, if you're sick of having players on the bench, who isn't, right? They have, you know, you, you yeah. bench a wide receiver as a record week, and then they, they, nothing for you, Paul, but guess what? In Dynasty owner, you bench, your bench earns a percentage of their performance for that week because a true dynasty is built with a deep bench. Dynasty owner even allows you to exceed the salary cap and go all in this year. But be prepared. There is a luxury tax fine just like the real sports world. Awesome. Yeah. This is the first game to combine week-to-week fantasy sports gaming with long-term ownership and GM strategy. Stop playing fantasy sports. Own it. Go to DynastyOwner.com to sign up for the 2019 beta draft. Cool stuff, huh? Yeah, really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I mean that—that's uh, thought process goes into it. Doing things like yeah, that, strategists. So yeah, that'll sure. be great to, to see how uh, all that unfolds. And it sounds like a cool thing. Dynastyowner.com. Are the Cleveland Browns going to be a dynasty? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're Wait, going here, right? Yeah. Wow. The fact that you answered that quickly <laughs> in the positive, I think, is probably jolted a few people I mean, they, to run off the road right now. They traded for Odell Beckham Jr. to put him next. He to- still can't believe it. By the way. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Let alone the rest of us. Right. He can't believe it. Um, is he going to be okay being in Cleveland and not New York? No. My answer My answer to that is no. My answer to that is he didn't win a darn thing in New York. Let's pump the brakes a oh, little you're bit. you're crazy. You're Let, crazy. That, that he's automatically going to come and make them into a winner. Paul, I just meant the nightlife. You know, what? the flats. I don't know if they're making a comeback in Cleveland. It's actually, it, the actually, flats is, is awesome. making yes. a comeback. Actually, it it's really awesome. nice. Right. I like the one street there. That I stayed there a couple the, weeks ago. It's really nice. Do you know why this trade has to work? Because Jarvis Landry's there. Right. I mean, it, it hits all the elements. He's got a buddy who they kind of grew up together doing this thing. Like they became superstars together. 
right? They've got to be of the same mindset. Why? Well, like they just the, seem like the same kind. You of Better hope they're of the same mindset. Well, you got to no. think that this was all put into play together, right? Like, I mean, they get, they get Landry a year before. They give him that nice contract. They're going to do the same thing with Beckham now a year later. Th- th- there has been a logical progression to the Cleveland Browns, and I can't believe I'm saying that because four years ago we were laughing, right? At them, literally laughing at them. Four years ago, we sat here. Three and a half years ago, we sat here or together somewhere. And we were laughing at the fact that they paid for a second-round pick for the rights to acquire Brock Osweiler and $16 million guaranteed. That's right. Do you remember how big yes. of a deal it was? I, I was I was everybody it was, else on it Twitter was, going No crazy. one had ever done it before. It's nuts. Do you know what they turned that second-round pick into? Nick Chubb. Yeah. Okay. Is that worth your time? Sure. It's worth Absolutely. my time. Absolutely. Because now he's, I don't know, maybe the breakout player of the year in 2019 to, to add to... Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, David Njoku. Right. And a slew of defensive players. So many, they've been able to trade half of their starting defense away, essentially, right? I mean, yeah. they have... They traded for Vernon, to, so they didn't need Agba, so they traded Agba away to Kansas City. We, we ran some trade numbers, because that's really how I got into this Browns mindset this morning in, in the first place, is just the amount of trades that they've been doing, just kind of off the cuff here, right? Well, it's not off the cuff. <laughs> Since 2015, they've had X number of first and second round picks. I don't have that number off the top of my head. 57. No, but it's it's up there, right? It's been a ton, yes. They have, since 2015, they have released none of those players. All of those players are either starting, legitimately starting for them, or have been traded. There's been no baggage, right? So even if they didn't work out, they were able to get some value for it. Even Corey Coleman. The freaking right, Buffalo Corey Bills Coleman, gave up a pick right. for Corey Shelton, Coleman. the D-tackle that didn't work Shelton out. to the right. Patriots. Uh, Peppers to the, to the Giants from right. the Otto Beckham trade. Right. Ogba yesterday to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, there's more. They have been able to maneuver just from, from the modern way to, to build a team, whereas we're going to stack up draft picks. Look, they've, they've had their share of draft pick trades, too. Second most in all of the league. So the proof is in the pudding. Here's your trade leader since 2015. Just general trades. Since 2015. Guess who's first? Any guesses? So two, it's the, it's the, the Browns, Patriots. The Browns are second. It is the Patriots. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the And it's not even close. They're like two to one. So Patriots, Browns, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks. There's your trade leaders over the last five years. Shows you that's the way to – if the Patriots are uh, the leaders, that's the way to do it. Well, the, because the Patriots have done it is why everybody else is starting to but, figure out how to do it too. But, if you, but, but, if you th- but the Patriots also – hang on. I mean – They come from a, such a different place in their ability to trade. But why? But why? Tom Brady. That's but, why. But don't you think that's why Cleveland's operating the way they are? Well, they – Absolutely. They, they, they yeah. are because in the they feel like they, they have, have their guy. guy. Yes, they have and, their guy. And that's why the last two years has been sort of brilliant with what they've done. And you could go back to that Brock Osweiler move. That was brilliant. That is a smart way to use cap space. Sure. If you've got the cash to burn. Now, that's cash. But if you've got cap, cap space to burn, that's a brilliant way to do it. Because look, I mean, we've talked about, Paul, I know you, you bang this home every week. There's nothing more impactful than a top 100 draft pick right now. Right. Correct? Correct. So if you could get a second round pick for a quarterback. But there's also no guarantee with those picks. And that, that's where the Browns, to some degree, have faltered that, that, that it took them so long to get to this but, point was that they they blew a lot of those top but, 100 but, picks. But my point is, over the past five years, they haven't. I just did right. the research. There is Johnny Manziel is the last bust. Yeah, and and by bust I mean player who had to be released. Yep, out of these top two rounds. Well, again, to your point, you you rattled off some of the names that that 
Peppers never lived up. Shelton never they lived up. They turned Peppers into Odell Beckham Jr. Well, no, I know. But, I mean, they also, a couple of those guys got traded for, for basic low-round picks. That which, they probably moved up to. Well, no, you, I, I'm, ammo's I, ammo. no I'm with I'm with you, Mike. But but I think it's unfair think to say they haven't blown any picks. Yeah, I think there, what, there's some names on there that guys that never became yeah. legitimate starters. But I think what Paul's trying to say is they didn't they didn't draft guys uh, with the mindset, all right, I'm going to draft this guy to trade him. But but they've been able they to. They traded him because the, they weren't very good. The, the point is they've been able to. Whereas, well, whereas 66% of the teams in the league will either sit too long on guys Correct. or wait until they have to release them because they can't find a trade partner. The Browns are not doing that. Well, The and, Browns are... And again, for perspective, Mike, they've turned their front office over three times roughly in the last five years. So when that happens, John Dorsey comes in there and goes, get rid of this crap but the point is, right now. The point be, is, it know, is crap, and he's still able to trade it. Well, That's my point here. I'm not denying any of that. <laughs> I'm just giving people an idea of why... Trading shit for shit why is still it's happened. Shit. Yes. <laughs> but he's still able to do it my point is he's getting something ammo is ammo those fifth and sixth round picks have been used to move up and and when you move up your chances of succeeding are better and that that's where we are my point is even where they've missed they've benefited they're making all the crap into something better because they're just able to make this maneuver happen. Well, they've been smart about identifying when they miss, Early. combined with the turnover Early. of the front offices, which is always going to inherently lead to getting rid of players that don't fit systems. I'm going to use a garage sale analogy here, okay? So when yeah, you know my my kids love having garage sales, That's right. and um, I, you know I'll, I'll just contribute a couple things in there, but I never. Go into my closet and say, uh, that's a shirt I bought last year, but I only wore it once. I'm not throwing that in the pile. I throw, ah, this shirt's five years old. I throw it out there for 50 cents. You know what people want to buy? The one I only wore one time. And you, right. should, you should be selling that's that. And I should, should be, be selling that. Yes, should that's be right, because that it's got the most value. That, right. is, that is the Peppers trade. Yeah. Where we know this guy can probably get there, but we're not waiting around for that because we got our guy right now. We got Baker Mayfield right now. And Odell Beckham Jr. is 900% better, better of a fit right now for this franchise. So... That's what I mean. But you're joking about the fifth and sixth round picks. Look, that's how these teams just acquired uh, Antonio Brown and Beckham Jr. Right. The, the, you're able to use these garbage picks packaged with maybe a not-so-flashy yep. player to get the top ten impactful players in the I'll, league. I'll I mean, give you an example of a move they made during the season last year. Okay. Um, because of Chubb. Yep. Carlos Hyde. Of course. And they're going to do it with Duke Johnson probably tomorrow. Maybe right. today. Right. Maybe today. That's the point. Hey, you're good, but you know what? You're not as good as this guy. We don't need you anymore. I'm right. going to get what I can for you while I can get Which is such a different you. thinking that it's been yeah. in the NFL for many years because teams aren't, are, are, oh, we better keep him in case we need him or maybe he'll he'll emerge next year or my reputation's <laughs> on the line with the right. pick that I made from him. And that's where I give the Browns a ton of credit and give John Dorsey and those guys a ton of credit for not having any of those feelings whatsoever. It is. Now, granted, most of those players are players they didn't necessarily True draft which makes it a lot easier to say get that other guy's player out i just think they probably also have the mentality of uh they take a phone call hey, oh, who, who are you interested in totally okay yeah sure i'll do that Th that's, that's how, how we win and win that's the, guy. the philadelphia eagles right? everybody's everybody's worth a phone call right everybody right and this it's not a coincidence that this list has the patriots and the eagles and the seahawks on it it's not a coincidence <laughs> these have been the, these have been the burners for the last five years right five yep. to ten years yep i it is clearly something that the smart teams know how to do do well. And here's the thing. It's a, it's a mentality, right? Right. When you know that the Patriots are always good for a trade, they're always up for a trade, you're going to call them first. Right. Right. Because you're looking for a partner, right? right. 
if you know that you're the Dallas Cowboys who really never move anybody or the Pittsburgh Steelers who really never move anybody, I'm just using them. They're not, they're not good examples. Um, but why even, why even bother? You're not, I'm not even going to try to call them until the very last minute when I, when I need somebody or you know anybody. But when, when you have a mentality of trading, 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 trading early, and, and when people know that every eagle might be on the block, it's just worth a phone call. Sure. When you're having these conversations, look, you want to trade with people you know. It's my point. It's just like doing business outside, right? Like you want to do business. You want to have a landscaper who's somebody you can trust and know. You'd rather have, you know, your cousin do it because you, you can trust him or you can give him hell when you need to. It, that's how these relationships work. That's why trading so hard because these guys are isolated. Generally, these front offices are isolated. They want their own players and they want to take care of themselves. But these, these, these front offices that we're mentioning here, they have been fluid. They've been, they've been communicating with other teams Look, at, there's no reason an AFC team should ever trade with the Patriots, but every year, like six AFC teams trade players to the Patriots. Why? What's the answer? Because <laughs> nobody making them better, right? Because <laughs> there's nobody else that, that they're the ones that want to make right. the deals. Because well, they'll do it. I think many, I think uh, many general managers, personnel directors fall in love with their draft picks. No question. And they want it. They want them to come to it's fruition. Right to show how how great they were. We yeah. put all this work into this guy. We draft him. We owe it to ourselves to uh, have this guy come to fruition. Well, if it's not working out, you need to move on quickly, right? Right, but that's hard to do when when jobs are on the line, reputations are on the line. Boy, if I trade that guy, it's admitting a mistake. And what's my owner going to say so, to me? Like, so, why'd you pick him if you're going to? And 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 that's where a lot of the league still is. It's the ones. First off, it's always been the Patriots because yes. they've never fallen in love, nor does Bill Belichick have anybody really to answer to. Yeah. So it's always been them, and they've always been the outlier. You're starting to get other teams that are more willing to either do that based on their relationship with their owners or just the fact that I don't care what anybody thinks. If it doesn't work, I'm, I'm moving on. Everything you just said is correct, and that's why don't we have to give the Giants a hell of a lot of credit here for trading Odell Beckham? Yes. Jr.? I mean, they had to answer all those questions. You just gave him a $20 million signing bonus. You just, you've been saying all all along we didn't sign him to trade him trading him was the right move no question i mean benching or getting rid of eli is the other right move and right. They're, but they're not going to do that yet maybe maybe, maybe if they draft has maybe we'll see but um this was a great this was a a franchise changing move for the yes Giants. and and to because my point that I, into this modern version of this right building to process. my point that i brought up to you earlier and i'll spin this back here from the giants perspective they didn't really reach the goals they wanted to reach with the greatest wide receiver in the league on their roster so i th- can understand how there would be some thinking that he's great we know uh, he's great see i can't do that i can't well i, I but, can't put but this i on think Beckham. you have to this has got to be on eli well, there's some of it's on Beckham too with his we'll behavior we'll as well see. too, which also takes me to the point where I'm a I, lo- I love what the Browns are doing, and I hope that Cleveland gets what it wants out of this. I uh, but but I'm always a little scared when we trumpet the teams that win in March by adding all the big names. Doesn't always tend to work out September through December. Well, here's the, here's the beauty: they're doing it while their quarterback's cheap, mm-hmm. right? Of course. So that's smart. To, mm-hmm. Hey, let's bring on the expensive weapons. Um, an upgrade there with our gunslinging quarterback, yeah. which it, 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 they should be fun to watch. Oh, without question. Right? There's a reason we're talking about them in April. Yes, I mean, right. I mean, their defense is young and fast. Their defense is so good, they've been able to trade two starters in the past two weeks. That's how good they are. And one of them is a pass rusher. I mean, right. Who's trading pass rushers right now? You know what I mean? It's crazy. I mean, they're, they're loaded. They're deep. They've got a ton of cap space still. They can extend players if they need Does to. Does Miles I mean, Garrett have... Oof. A monster year yeah. next year. 
Yeah, they should right. Well, because they're going to be a better team, which means he's going to have more pass rush opportunities. Yeah, it right. always works that way. Right. Is great same. pass rushers on bad teams aren't always thought to be great pass rushers. Speaking of a team that could use Indominus Sue, by the way, I mean, hmm. you, you got ten million to burn this year on a one-year deal. Why not? This is what the Rams did when they were when they thought they were ready to go last year. Right? Worked out pretty well for them. If the Browns think they're ready. All right, let's uh, let let's finish the show. Let's circle back to where we started <laughs> basketball. Yeah. We were planning on starting football, by the way, but uh, we started because we're just talking about Zion Williamson. Yeah. LeBron James um, shut down for the season. Thoughts? What Thoughts. took what took him so long? You, you're okay with this? <laughs> well, um, see, I think about I, I. Am I okay with it from a competitive standpoint? Um, no. And remember, I work for a professional sports franchise that. Um, didn't use the word tank, but everybody covered the team did use the word well, tank, and all of us in the office hated it. Okay, because you play a sport to compete and win, and and by shutting down your best player, you're telling the rest of the league and your teammates we're not going to compete the rest of the way here. He, he, we're not going to put our best team out there. I, I obviously I agree with all that. Here's my here's my here's what I want to bring up. This happens all the time in every sure sport. Sure, it does in every right. sport. Right, the last 15 days of the of the calendar year, the league year, this stuff happens. The Lakers actually came, Luke Walton actually came out and said it's not worth it for him to play anymore. They're out of the playoffs. That's what I that's what bothers me. Right. What you just said is what should that should continue to happen. Keep lying to us. Keep telling us you're going out, you're putting your best foot forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, right. Like don't come out don't come come on the microphone and say, No, 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 we, we're terrible. We're we're going the wrong way here. We we, we gotta get get well, this guy out of he here. He knows he's out of there too. Come on. The, clearly. Right? I mean But, <laughs> but that's what's bothering me the most here is that there's they're so transparent about this whole process. Right. I, well, they- you know what? I'll, I'll give I'll give him credit. So, Why? Uh, no, here's what I'm going to give him credit because Luke Walton and and obviously I don't know if he just lone wolf this or not, but they know people aren't stupid. They're not. They're not insulting the fans with that. I say, look at it. Could, it it's not worth. Couldn't LeBron you just to- say it's the groin? Hey, the groin flared back up. We got to sit him out for the rest you of the year. Say, look sure he's, at, he's not a hundred percent. We're not in a playoff That's race. It. We want LeBron James 100% by the start of the season. That's all I'm asking for, Kevin. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Right. Just don't, just don't go all the way. Don't agree to, to come, come to terms with the fact that you're so bad that, that losing is better right now, publicly. Because that's what they did. Well, I, see, I, it, it, losing better for draft position, sure it is. But I, I think just looking at LeBron himself here, I mean, there's a lot of miles on that Maserati, okay? A lot of miles – uh, is Maserati a sponsor yet? They should be. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of miles, all right, on this the sports car here, and you can reduce the mileage so you get more use out of them next year when you're going to be a better team or project to be a better team. Well, that's the other okay. interesting thing, and this is likely a dis- this is the discussion for another edition of this <laughs> they'll podcast. Be a, they'll be a better has, team. Has has LeBron's season totally. clouded his the, the desire of other people to want to come to play with him? No. Now? Also, do you trust at his age and the, and the injury and all the other things and 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 for whatever perception of his inability to raise the Lakers, which he's always been able to do, are there free agents that were thinking about going to L.A. that are like, hmm, I don't, maybe uh, I don't want to go there. I'll, I'll tell you why the answer is no, because the other the free agents to be and players they're not stupid. They they play against those players. Yeah, they know. They know. I don't know, man. You don't think so? Look at. I've got two gripes. I'm with, I'm with Paul here that I think that LeBron's aura took a hit this year, right? It's it, he's a little bit, yeah, I, for sure. He's 35 years old, it's I, it's inevitable, and he's always been tough to play with. That's just been public knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
people have left because they don't want to play with LeBron James. Clearly. Now, maybe he's a different guy now in his mm. mid-30s. I right? would say no. To play with. Oh, you know maybe. what I mean? Maybe he's a little more generous. Maybe he's a little bit more, you know, you, you take or over now. Or maybe he's seeing the end and he's even more uh, maniacal about it. So so here, this is what pissed me off about him not playing. He, he needed to go out and show that this was the guy he was, right? I, I realize the kids are all hurt. <laughs> Literally, I got, I've got numbers. They're all hurt. But you got to go out there and sell yourself because it's been terrible. You, you missed 20 games throughout the middle of the, of, of the winter, the most important part of the season. Obviously, they've been a mess ever since. He's got to be a showman here because there I, don't are know, some, you know, I don't know if I trust the Lakers front office to rebuild this thing. Yeah, there are some, so it's got to be on him. There are some optics here and have been throughout the season that don't look good, right? LeBron James just had a, a show debut yeah. yeah, from executive producer LeBron James. Yes. He's, he's got like two shows, uh, maybe yeah, shop. three. Yep. Right, that uh, three. Yeah, the barbershop show. Yep. Um, this uh, Miracle, Cop- Mile. Miracle Mil- Mile. He had another show um, that he's, he's done in the past. The yeah. No, he's 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 a businessman. Yep. Right. Um, and in Hollywood for a reason. So that show tells me that's why he went to Hollywood. Yeah, of course. Right. Sure. Uh, with he didn't go to win no. immediately. Uh. That's obvious because if he wanted to win immediately, he would stay in the Eastern Conference. I still think there'll be players who want to come play with LeBron. Kyrie Irving probably wants to come back. I don't and know play with, with LeBron. I, I don't know. I really don't well, know. It's going to be a, an incredible three months here for the NBA offseason. I mean, are the Warriors going to break up? Do the Knicks get anybody? Do the Lakers get anybody? Yeah. I mean, do the Clippers get everybody? You know? I, I mean, that's, I see, I that's the, Clippers amazing, the guys that would desire to play yeah. in L.A. Yeah. might be thinking as much about the Clippers. For sure. I am I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I am gonna go with it's the Lakers. Yeah, I I it's, think that's us being a little older too shades that conversation a little. We're bit. not that. Listen, they're not that far removed from the Kobe Bryant uh, era when they won championships. It's the Lakers. This is one of the one of if not the most iconic franchise in the NBA. Lakers Celtics are the two, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then we'll throw the Bulls in after there. Yeah. Um. Th- those are the big three. Not the me. Pelicans. No. 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 Okay. No. So I still think it's LeBron James. I think players have incredible respect for him. I still think he is a great player. I still think he can be a great player. And now everybody's questioning him. Fine, but this question will probably never be answered. What in the hell was this year? What was this? This is a relocation year for him. But not not even him. The rest of the Lakers. What was this Lakers build? Who, who their, their build was video, getting LeBron. Yeah. Give me a video of it? the people in the room. They didn't do enough who's, other than who that. decided that and, and like the, this wasn't like a waiting game. <laughs> like they had they had Contavious Caldwell Pope signed, I don't know, like an hour into free agency, then Rajon Rondo right after. These players were all part of the puzzle. Like they, this was a thought out process. I want to see that video or read that book. Because this was a nightmare. Like you you know, you probably knew what? December of 2018, December of 2017 that you were getting LeBron James, right? I mean, that's when the rumors started to fly and we all sort of assumed that was going to happen. So you've known for this long and you've done all that, you did all that that homework and this is the team you put out there? I I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I mean, they... they, Well, I believe they thought Paul George was coming. They... Fine. You're right. Okay. That was a big swing and a miss. Yes. And and that would have changed a lot of things for sure. Sure would have. And maybe that's understated. You're right. But the rest of this... It was a complete waste of LeBron James' time, right? On the basketball court. Did this not ruin his legacy? No. no. I, no. I disagree. Uh, I disagree. He's still no an way. all-timer. The ruin but, is too but strong. But he will word. never be one of the greatest ever now. 
Oh, I disagree oh, with I, you. No, I just he missed the playoffs. That, that, he that, missed the playoffs. Yeah, but that's fine. It Listen, happens. It happens. Is, Mike, I think you are but way overstating it this. It didn't happen to the great ones. There are people who are uh, argue he it's he's the greatest NBA player ever. I don't believe he is. But My point I believe is he's you in the can't conversation. argue that anymore. Well, sure you can. No, no. This was this was a mess. This was an absolute mess. It's a one-year mess That's it. for right now. That those now. players didn't have. Jordan didn't have this. Bird didn't have wait, this. Wait, wait. <laughs> Jordan left. Jordan got... Jordan Early in his career. Jordan, air quotes, left. <laughs> yes, okay, you used air quotes. Yeah, I know there. what's going on there. Um, yeah, had Jordan stayed, yes. And Jordan, you know, well, wait a second. Jordan, uh, at the end of Jordan's career, he didn't make it with the Wizards. Come on. Come on, what? You're you're, com- you're comparing end of uh, career errors. I know Jordan was 40, uh, he was late 30s, 38, right? LeBron was 33. I'm just saying. <laughs> I Listen, LeBron, it's not done yet. No, he of went to the not. Mo- he went to the I just better know conference. What this year was what was this year? It was a relocation year. Period. Oh. He, he he got to the Lakers where he wanted to go. They wanted him, and you know I I really think Paul George. Yeah, let's was blame coming. it on Paul George. No, I'm not That's blaming fair. it. No, on no, Paul. no, it's fair. It's fair. I, I think Paul, fair. I think the deal with Paul George was coming, and and they were gonna these other people are gonna be complimentary pieces around LeBron and Paul George. That's fair. And you know. The other players are decent players, but they're not they're not stars who can carry the load when LeBron's not able to carry the load. Crazy. How the wheels fell off here. Yeah. So uh, the Clippers are a better franchise right now. Which they, is are, they, are, sc- they are a yeah, more attractive and, and, franchise. And I and I disagree Coach a little too. bit with Kevin in that I don't know that the players of today think the same way of the marquee franchises and all that other stuff. I just I don't know that there's quite that much you know, well, for for our, for our generation, <laughs> it was the Lakers and the Celtics and the and the Bulls. For the younger generation that are just in the league, that's that's they all grew old. up watching Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah but, but they didn't grow up watching Magic and Bird and yeah, Showtime. Matter. They, but that's part they of they won Laker three aura. titles with Kobe. Yeah, but Paul George picked Oklahoma City over the Lakers. Yeah, I I hear you, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that was a shock. Shocked for everybody. Sure. For sure. For sure. It's not a slam dunk that the Knicks and the Lakers load up this year. It's my point. Well, the, the, it's the, not a slam dunk. No, well, the Knicks are never a slam dunk. Why have the Knicks been terrible yeah, for New so York. long? I understand that. Yeah, which is puzzling to me. Yeah. Why they've been terrible for so long? Go Brooklyn, right? I mean, they've been there good since go. Patrick Ewing. So Brooklyn and the, and the Clippers versus Knicks and the Lakers. <laughs> Who's winning that battle right now? I don't know. Listen, if I if Isn't that I crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I see. I I I was always thinking the Clippers for LeBron. Yeah, you you did say that. Quite I did a lot. say that because yeah. you could be you could you could be one of the greatest. But Clippers. I loved him with Doc Rivers too. I, I loved that. Yeah, well, I know Doc's tough, but so is LeBron, right? <laughs> the LeBron story is not done. No, he still this be was a big hit, though. He still be considered one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Of all time, to me, it's still Jordan. To me, I, is I'm it over Bill Russell? Yeah, jo- yes, Michael yeah. Jordan. Okay, you know the way he. Played the game on both ends of the floor. Say, so I think Jordan's a better defender than LeBron. Now, the argument with LeBron is he could play any position. Mm-hmm. So could Jordan, right? He just is not as big, but damn, he was pretty good down in the paint. And then you could argue, hey, Magic Johnson did the same thing too. Like, I mean, there are a handful of great players, but right now I'm just saying Michael Jordan to me. Who is it to you, Jordan? Just, but I think that's a generational thing more than anything. Well, it's not a gener- I mean, some say Larry Bird was the best. No, it's Jordan. It's Jordan. It's Jordan. Hands yeah. down, then. Yeah. Jordan, okay. for a lot of reasons, not just on the court. I mean, yeah. he, he made me care about basketball when I was a huge baseball guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's a lot of reasons for it, but yeah. Okay. 
Great stuff. I want to uh, mention one more time, Morgan Stanley, Global Sports and Entertainment. If you're a professional athlete, entertainer, and listening to this, uh, the knowledge you need to make good decisions with your cash, your wealth, learn more. Visit morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Make sure you check out uh, SpotTrack.com. Consider becoming a premium member. You get an ad-free experience and uh, lots of other goodies there, too, at SpotTrack.com. For Paul Peck and Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.